This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim Kelly here is from Mitchell, Ontario, small mm-hmm. town. Um, the home of Mitchell Corn Fest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a big crop up near where you're from, Jim. So I know you get excited every time we've got corn news. You know it. Here on the show. I love corn. Mmm, corn. I hope you really have a corn-tastic day. Now, Jim, I will say you should brace yourself because corn news does take a bit of a dark turn today. What? St. Louis, Missouri. A Kentucky Fried Chicken employee was shot Monday night after a dispute escalated because uh, they were out of one particular menu item. That menu item? Corn. Where was this? Kentucky Fried Chicken. Guy pulled up to the drive through window, said, uh, I, want, I want my meal, and I'd like corn, please. Sorry, they have corn? A Popcorn KFC? chicken or corn? No, corn. See, you didn't even realize that they had corn at KFC. Huh. The chicken is... I, I'm chicken not gonna, and corn is, like a, co- say, is a combo. I understand shooting someone over fried chicken, but... It's the main course. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be more upset if they were out of chicken at Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> yeah, than... you're going sh- to shoot somebody over a side? <laughs> out of corn. KFC, the C does not stand for corn, okay. sir. Because ch- fried chicken and corn is like an old school combo, so I, I guess no. I shouldn't be surprised, but I, 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 you can I, get I a little, miss this. You can get a little container, a side container of corn okay. at Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's one of the, I believe, two vegetables on the menu. <laughs> it's either the corn or the glow-in-the-dark fluorescent coleslaw. <laughs> right? So you know it's good. <laughs> it's You can get corn on the yeah. side or you can get the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle <laughs> Secret of the Ooze coleslaw. I like that you can eat the chicken but then with the corn, you also eat what the chicken ate before it died. Because chicken will That's eat... That's weird. Cr- isn't that crazy? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it that way. Yeah. If you really want to get uh, authentic, throw your corn on the ground and just eat it <laughs> off goblet. of the floor. Yeah, just like the chicken did. <laughs> okay, back to this story here. It's, it's a sad story. Um, so there was an altercation at the window, 25 year old KFC employee then went out to talk with the angry driver. Mm. When the employee walked back into the restaurant, he had a gunshot wound. He was taken to the hospital. Now this is good news. He's in stable condition, so he's doing okay, but still he was shot over corn. Yeah, that's crazy. Sweet corn, maybe. Police still looking for the, uh. The assailant. No way. The corn bandit. That's terrifying. Well, you would assume they would have the video camera on the license plate at every fast yeah. food drive through They they haven't found the guy stolen. yet. Maybe they need to do like the uh, the wily e. coyote trap and put a little corn in the middle of the road. <laughs> yeah. See if they can catch that yeah, guy. A trail of corn kernels into a big hole. <laughs> That's right. Directly into the slammer. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Hey, you remember uh, a while back we were talking about the the most road rage in Ontario. And London, Kitchener, Toronto, Scarborough, Mississauga, Brampton, all in the top ten. Hamilton is number two. Road rageiest city in Ontario. Number one was North York. 
It's never worth it, though. No, no. You know, in the moment you think it's going to be cathartic, it's going to feel good, and you can get it out of your system if you have a freak out in traffic. But things can go bad fast, and this story out of Calgary proves that, Jim. Yeah, there was a road rage incident in Calgary where two guys got out of their vehicles. Uh-oh. Something happened. We're not quite sure what happened before the verbal altercation, but they both hop out of their vehicles. They start screaming at each other. Next thing you know, it gets physical. It turns into a full-blown fight. And then one of the guys, 21-year-old dude, pulls out a knife. Now, in that fight, he somehow stabs himself, not the other guy without the Man. knife. The guy with the knife stabbed himself. He freaks out, realizing, you know, he's, he's injured. He gets back into his car, and he drives away from the scene of the fight. Eventually, he loses enough blood where he passes out behind the wheel, hits a hydro pole. He's found there by the police. He's dead. He died. He died. He accidentally killed himself. So what he's, you know, I, I don't know exactly what happened, but basically at one moment, a half an hour before he was driving home from work or a friend's place or something simple. Right. A half an hour later, he's dead for no reason. Like self-inflicted. That's terrible, man. Weird. I wonder, I wonder exactly how, like if he swung at the guy or if, if the guy hit his hand or, or Knocked what. it into yeah. himself. Yeah, because it's pretty dangerous. So you could cut yourself, but to actually like sink that blade into you would be tough. Well, I was kind of hustling around the office the other day looking for scissors. I had to cut this thing, and then I couldn't find Uh scissors. I've told you not to run with those things. That's what I was thinking. How many people died running with scissors before they came up with the phrase "Don't run with scissors"? You know yeah. what I mean? You're, you're, you're moving quickly with any blade, and you never know what's going to happen. Well, it's a bad decision. This guy pulls out a knife. Even if he stabbed the other guy, his life is going to be ruined. Yeah, he's yeah, he's going to be other. in big trouble, but yeah, he, he's dead Man. because of some bad decisions. 21 years old. Road rage, not worth it, folks. The Taz and Jim Podcast. If you've been driving down Main Street in Hamilton, you may have done a double take when you went past the mushroom cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> the mushroom cabinet. A magic mushroom sh- uh, store has opened for business. It begins. In Hamilton. I, I thought magic mushrooms were illegal, Jim. They are, but these dispensaries, if that's what you call them, have been popping up. There are, I believe, is at least one in Toronto. There's some in Vancouver. I think some in California, too. They are illegal, but they're popping up. And it kind of reminds me of the medical marijuana stores that were popping up before it was legal, too. Remember when there was like a gray yeah. area? So they're, they're banking on magic mushrooms becoming legal in the near future. Yeah, recreationally and medicinally. Because if you haven't been paying attention, they have been using uh, psilocybin mushrooms to treat trauma, PTSD, other mental illnesses and things like that. So they are pushing for the medical thing. But then also comes with that, just like the marijuana, the recreational part. I do know a couple of people, Mm -hmm. not going to say their names, but I know a couple of people who have been uh, raving about microdosing. They're all into the the microdosing. They'll they'll, they'll have a little package of pills, Mm -hmm. right? And they'll just pop one, you know, every couple hours if they're out and about. And they say, oh, it just makes me happy all the time. Now, I, I, when I was younger, Jim, I tried 
macro dosing. <laughs> not overdosing. And, and it was not a fun experience. So it I'm, wasn't? I'm very, very skeptical about, uh, about getting back on this horse. Well, I don't know. The macro dosing is its own thing. I, if, yeah, I, I think a lot of people have had fun and a lot of people have not had fun. But uh, I think it's kind of what mental state you're in when you take them. But this microdosing thing, I don't know. I'm I'm open-minded to it. I hear that it does create, like, I mean, the, the doctors are saying it does help with trauma. So there is something going right. on with your brain when you're ingesting this these mushrooms. But they're saying, like, even if you don't have issues like that, if you take these microdose pills every day, it creates pathways through neurons or something. I don't know. It could just be a placebo, almost like it sounds too good to be true. But uh-huh. you never know. Microdosing. <laughs> That's a problem, though. You gotta if you're microdosing, you gotta stick to the plan. Sure, sure. Don't <laughs> dip into your own supply too badly. Right. You yeah. can't. You know that was uh, maybe I'll have a little more, a little more, because <laughs> before you know it, yeah, you're not microdosing anymore. If a little bit is good for my brain, then a lot of it has to be really good. <laughs> magic mushrooms. Should we be buying uh, magic mushroom stocks right now? Because we missed the boat on the. On the marijuana stocks, Jim. Yeah, I mean, maybe. <laughs> but the, yeah, I don't know how the stocks are doing for marijuana right now, but there was a big spike when they became legal, obviously. So maybe, I don't know. You know they grow uh, mushrooms in poop, huh? Yeah, same with, same with half the crops you eat, though, too, when you think about it. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. I, I just thinking maybe we should invest in poop. <laughs> I got an abundance of it. Because how are they going to grow all these magic mushrooms, right? <laughs> That's where you start. Now my brain's yeah, working. Work backwards here. Like I've microdosed here. A <laughs> couple text messages I wanted to read here. Jim, first up, we were uh, talking about uh, Hamilton, Ontario, now has a magic mushroom shop that is open for business, despite the fact that it's still illegal. This is kind of like when there was pot dispensaries popping up before marijuana technically was legal Mm -hmm. almost banking on on the stuff being legalized at some point so you can be ahead of the competition sure yeah well we got a message from one of our listeners who is like guys magic mushrooms are illegal question mark question mark question mark my wife and i have been doing them for a while we order them online they're delivered to our house with no problem you can't order things online that are illegal, can you? <laughs> You've been able to do that for a decade, probably. We get microdose tablets and absolutely love them. They work amazing. Uh, my wife is a teacher. Before this, she didn't do any drugs, but she loves them too. <laughs> but she'll only do it on Saturday night, LOL. That's a responsible teacher right there. <laughs> yeah. Saturday night microdose. Mm-hmm. You got a buffer zone on either side. You got all day Sunday yep. before you go back and have to stand in front of that room full of kids. <laughs> or little gremlins, as they look like on Monday morning if it hasn't faded. Stay away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, listen, there's no doubt that uh, people are, there's a, there's a market for this stuff. The, the mm-hmm. question is, how do you get away with it? If it's illegal, you open a store up. It, you got to be making a lot of money if you're getting raided and fined on a regular basis. Yeah, I'm, I wonder how many of those marijuana stores, which were getting raided like monthly almost, 
did I wonder if they did come out on top business wise because all of the all of the store names have changed. They yeah. those stores no longer exist. Whether the management does, I don't know. Now that it's legal, the market is completely oversaturated with uh, marijuana dispensaries. But I I did hear stories of multiple times in a day armored trucks backing up to those early dispensaries that opened before all the other ones and just taking away truckloads, literal truckloads of money multiple times in a day. Well, because you couldn't even pay with debit or credit. Was right? it cash Because it was a cash-only service, yeah. And they would have an ATM in there for you. Sneaky. <laughs> well, as long as they're paying all their taxes, Jim. Which they for sure are. For sure. As cash businesses do. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great. I mean, I, what's the point of keeping it illegal? Well, it's better to regulate it. Yeah, I mean, exactly. we've, we've talked to uh, police officers and, and uh, experts about fentanyl and the dangers of buying your drugs on the street. You know, wouldn't you rather sure. know what's in there? And like you said, tax it. Yeah. Why not? And how interesting is school going to be now if uh, all the teachers start microdosing? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you try and find another little Let's take a look at sports with Devin Peacock. He's our sports guy. He's here with us. Dev, Alex Ovechkin. Putting up a big number last night. Got to goal number 800 for his career. He had a hat trick, in fact, uh, last night uh, to get to 800. He is now one goal away from tying Gordie Howe for second all-time on the scoring list and two away from breaking uh, the record and moving into second all-time. There have been only three players who have ever scored 800 goals, and we had the third last night. It's pretty cool. a boy. Gretzky, the other one? Gretzky's the other one. Yes. <laughs> trivia <laughs> master. Trivia master. Well, uh, he's got to be pretty excited about that, eh? Uh, he was. He was mic'd up for it, and uh, he didn't, like, swear or anything, but you could see, like, he was pumping his arms. Like, he was super, like, Ovechkin gets happy with everything. Oh, yeah. But he was super pumped to not have to have this, like, seven-game stretch where you're just trying to score that milestone goal. Get it out of the way. Why not score three in one game? Mitch Marner get a point last night? He did. The wow. point streak now stands at 23. Basically everyone on Toronto got a point last night. Toronto demolished Anaheim 7 to nothing. And this was an easy one for the Leafs, but the Ducks are the worst team in the league, so you should be beating them. Maybe not 7 to nothing, but uh, everything went right for Toronto last night. I was talking to a buddy who's a Leaf fan and uh, he mentioned he was listening to the show. He's like, "Taz, you're absolutely right." Everyone I know who loves the Leafs, they want to keep this, uh, this good fortune on the down low. They're too, <laughs> too excited about it to acknowledge how well the Leafs are playing right now because they don't want to jinx anything. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, whenever whenever you're playing at your worst, you're not as bad as you look. Whenever you're playing your best, you're not as good as you are. So uh, the Leafs are playing good right now. Acknowledge it, but they're not going to win every game seven to nothing. They're not going to shut out teams left and right. But they're play. I think they're demonstrably better than last year, where I think they've learned from some of their lumps. But it doesn't mean anything because the playoffs are the true test. Yeah, you say it like it's a positive thing, but it's really like a beaten dog scenario. Like, the fans, 
have taken their lumps and they're cowering in the corner saying, <laughs> please, please keep going. When does this go wrong? <laughs> Thanks, Dev. The Taz and Jim Podcast. End of the year. Is this when all the stories about bad police officers come out? Yesterday we were talking about an off-duty Chicago cop who was on vacation in Florida, was arrested after staff at a beach bar caught him urinating into the ice machine. Hmm. Which, Jim, you said is the most disgusting thing someone can do. Well, yeah, imagine getting some sparkling water and two yellow ice cubes come floating in. (laughs) (laughs) It is so gross. And you know he's probably not there to witness it, so it's just the chaos of it all. Okay, you think that's gross, but listen to what this police officer did. Okay. It's kind of in the same vein, actually. A San Antonio uh, police officer was fired after giving a homeless man a sandwich full of dog feces. Jeez, man, that's worse. A literal poop sandwich. Oh, boy. So this was a while back, and the reason the story's in the news again is because they have discovered that this uh, former San Antonio police officer, the poop sandwich guy, Matthew Luckhurst is his name, he's now working in uh, another city as a cop. So he got a job somewhere else as a police officer, even though he was fired from his job as a cop for giving a poop sandwich to a homeless guy. That doesn't get you disbarred or whatever the equivalent is for a police officer. Well, apparently this guy, he was fired for the poop sandwich. He was rehired, and then he was fired again for leaving an unflushed turd in a women's restroom in a downtown police station. What's the story behind that? I don't know. And there was a brown substance smeared on the toilet seat. You know, I don't have a problem necessarily with that. That I don't know what the hell is going on there. But if you're giving someone a poop sandwich against their knowledge, that should be assault. You know, that should be a, yes. that should be a criminal charge. Not only should you not be working as a police officer, you should be behind bars. Yeah. Or I mean, if it's your friend... They can press charges if they so choose, I guess. But, I mean, especially against a homeless guy who's obviously starving. That's brutal. If I tried to feed you a a sandwich full of feces, would you press charges, Jim? It depends how many views it got on TikTok. Like, was it worth it? (laughs) Hashtag poop sandwich challenge. (laughs) We may be on to something here. That's not Nutella. Yeah, so obviously there's some questions, and now the... uh, Floresville Police Department is uh, facing many questions because the poop sandwich cop has has resurfaced there. Maybe this could be a buddy comedy. Hmm? The poop sandwich cop and the the cop who pees in the ice machine have to team up. Number one and number two. Number one cop and number two cop in town. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Everything costs a little bit more this year, including... The gifts from the 12 days of Christmas. Supply chain, man. Hmm. There is a, a bank down in the U.S., PNC Bank. They do an annual study on how much it would cost to buy everything from the song. And I have, uh, I've done all the conversion, currency conversion. So this is in Canadian dollars, okay? Okay, so if you bought every day. If you bought the 12 days of Christmas, total, it's going to cost you around $62,000. Whoa, a little pricey. Here's a breakdown. 12 drummers drumming. To hire them, that would cost around $4,449. Really? 
Okay. It's 12 drummers. Like yeah, but I just picture snare drums, you know, like at the parade. drummers. Okay. Still expensive. 11 pipers piping. 4,114 Canadian. Hmm. Hard Seems to find like pipers as well. Day. Yeah. High demand this mm-hmm. time of year. 10 lords of, uh, 10 lords a leaping. Now, what is that? Are these high jumpers? This is based on 10 dancers from the Philadelphia Ballet. Oh. And that's going to cost you, Wow. Big ticket item, $19,040. Lords of Leaping have been dancers this whole time? I don't know what I thought it was. Nine ladies dancing. See, that's dancing. Ten, uh, sorry, $11,315. That's Holy. based on nine women from a modern dance troupe hmm. in Philadelphia as well. One hip-hop dance group. <laughs> yeah. You could either spend more or less depending on if you get uh, your dancing ladies at a gentleman's club. Oh, they do three songs each, too. Well, they, but they charge you per song. <laughs> <laughs> Eight maids of milking. This one's weird. So eight women milking cows for an hour at the uh, the U.S. minimum wage would be around $80. You know what? This might be the most bang for your buck, really, of all the gifts so Especially far. Especially if you get to bucks? keep the buckets of milk exactly. afterwards. Throw them in the fridge. Make some eggnog out of them. Sure. Seven swans a swimming. Seventeen thousand eight hundred and seventy-five bucks. Man, swans are expensive. You can get some for free if you go to Stratford. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you to go one-on-one with a swan. Good luck. They're terrifying. Once their necks kind of go up, and they turn around. Yeah. This one too. And, Terrifying if you're trying to go one-on-one with a goose. Six geese a laying, 980 bucks. Five golden rings. Okay, now I assume this is going to be pricey. Only $1,695. Cheaper than the swans. But it's up 39% over last year. That's for Hmm. five 14-karat gold rings. Four calling birds, $817. Three French hens, $434. And two turtle doves, eight hundred seventeen. Partridge in a pear tree, three hundred eighty-one bucks. Partridge uh, costs have not gone up in twenty twenty-two, <laughs> but fertilizer prices are up, so pear trees have gone up about twenty-six percent. See, man, birds used to be a hot gift back oh, yeah. in nineteen ten, eh? <laughs> was that song written before? I think it was written before airplanes were invented, so birds were the only thing flying around, really. Sure, they were like angels. Yeah, so there was a lot of, uh, lot of focus on the birds back in the day. <laughs> There you go. You want to buy everything from the 12 days of Christmas, it's going to cost you $62,000 Canadian. The Taz and Jim Podcast. 10 days out from the big day. And it's nice to catch up with old pals over the holidays. Excited to have these guys on the line. The Trues. We've got Colin and John Angus McDonald joining us. Hey, fellas. How's it going, How's it going man? Good. We, we got to give you a, a Taz and Jim kudos here. You're basically Santa's helpers here. I know in Hamilton at the uh, Gore Park lighting of the Christmas Tree of Hope, you guys were doing some busking. Was that fun? It was cold, but yeah, it was also fun, you know. Uh, we released a Christmas song uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, 
sort of figured it's a pretty decent time to try to get out there and uh, spread a little goodwill and cheer, you know, good, good season for it. Must be cold playing guitar in the winter outside. Do you have like those smoking fingerless gloves that you guys keep handy? Uh, we, we've used them in the past, not, not yet this year, but it's a good idea to go get some more yeah. of them. They don't really make yeah. it that big of a difference though, do they? Sure. Not really. We did the uh, we did this thing called the Holiday Train back in 2018, and we did shows across the Midwest in America, and it was yeah, it became almost impossible to play guitar in like minus 35 <laughs> and stuff like that. No matter how many heated gloves you have on. But it makes you appreciate those indoor winter shows that much more, doesn't it, fellas? Yeah, very much so. Uh, the new single, yeah, Xmas, Merry Christmas. Are, you guys must be big Christmas guys to, to come up with uh, a holiday song like this. I think we're just big song guys, and I, I think it just eventually ran into writing about Christmas. But, uh, yeah, we're happy to have a, an official Christmas tune out. It's, our, it's kind of our first. We've had a, we had a Christmas song in the past, but it wasn't like an official one, right? So this is kind of our first official Christmas song. Are there, so, any, uh, are there any East Coast uh, Christmas traditions that they don't do here in Ontario? Uh, drinking? I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> we do a little bit <laughs> of that. Maybe not, maybe <laughs> not the screech. In Ontario, right? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, with the mummers, and, and we kind of partially grew up in St. John's, Newfoundland, and they, they kind of go around caroling, but they call themselves mummers, and they're all dressed up. And, you know, uh, that's sort of an East Coastist tradition. But, that's you know, cool. a lot of singing and carrying on and, and getting together with loved ones and relatives, you know, much much the same as everywhere else. And do you guys spend Christmas together as brothers, or are you off doing your own thing now? We kind of all have our own families now, you know, so um, it'd be kind of, you know, we do some stuff together. We're always sort of playing too. Um, you know, we have a show, we have New Year's Eve show. We got a show on the, on the 21st in Hamilton. So we're, we're together as a band, but mostly together with our, with our families on the day. Well, you're keeping it going too. I love this. Uh, to support the Taz and Jim toy drive for the Salvation Army in London, uh, you've decided to come to Eastside's Bar and Grill on Saturday night. You got Bob Noxious and Brad Gibbs All Star Band performing, and you guys may get up on stage, I hear, and do a, a number or two with those guys. Yeah, um, we will be definitely be doing that. We're looking forward to it. That's cool. Do you, have you played with Bob or Brad before? Now, Brad, full disclosure, he's our boss, so we're yeah, going to say nothing but good things about his band. <laughs> no, we've known we've known Brad for years, and um, I don't think I've seen his band play yet. So I'm lo- really looking forward to that. And yeah, we definitely played with Bob Noxious over the years. They've been going for a while, and they would definitely ended up on a few uh, Trues London shows over the years. I I believe so. It's going to be a great. Uh, great time i can't wait to play with those guys they're a ton of fun and you guys decide what song you're going to do beforehand or is it a spur of the moment thing when you do uh, something like this well you're going to think it's spur of the moment we're going to have it all planned out <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's going to seem super spontaneous sure. we're, we're going to be in the crowd we're going to say no we couldn't come up and play <laughs> okay fine let's do it <laughs> well that's awesome uh, you got the lyric video up uh, if people want to download the new christmas song xmas merry christmas from the trues it's a great jam and you guys are incredible for uh, spreading the christmas cheer and supporting local charities all over the place this holiday season uh, thank you so much again for the Christmas tree of hope with Y108 and with FM96, our Taz and Jim toy drive. The Trues, Merry Christmas to you. Uh, you, you too, man. Thanks care. for having us.